After a little over two weeks of fighting and fanfare, we now know that Elon Musk will most likely successfully be the new owner of Twitter.com. Um, and so there's a lot of news around here. There's a lot to go into. But yes, he is successfully going to be able to purchase the company for $44 billion. That's fifty-four twenty a share. And it began three weeks ago with Elon Musk taking passive investment in the company. It's now um, escalated the poison pill strategy that Twitter was going to try to do to make their stocks or make their shares less palatable for Elon Musk to take end up not working and the shareholders of Twitter basically made the decision look uh, Twitter has not been performing as well on the public market as we thought it would when it first had its IPO however long ago and so as a result we are going to go ahead and go private and that's going to have a lot of ramifications for the company a lot of people who work at Twitter are paid in stock so and so those employees won't be paid when uh, this deal goes through and Twitter goes private. So that is confusing a lot of employees right now. You're probably going to see a lot of employees leaving, not because of just their uh, financial situation changing in this, but also you're seeing the fact that <clears throat> people don't really trust Elon Musk when he says that he's going to be making Twitter a better place. And I think there's a good reason not to do that. One of the first things Elon Musk posted to Twitter in the wake of this announcement <clears throat> was that free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. I also want to make Twitter better than any, but ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating spam bots and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. Elon Musk has a pattern specifically of over-promising and under-delivering. And we're going to go through that in a second, but... Of course, a lot of people are going to hear that I'm even being slightly critical of their god king, Elon Musk, and they'll go, listen, why are you doing this? Elon Musk is such a great person. A lot of people really adore Elon Musk. In fact, there's an example here that I want to pull up just to make the point. There's one person here who says that the Elon Musk hate is so weird to me. He is the greatest entrepreneur of our lifetime, and he is attempting to solve the world's most challenging problems, climate change, multiplanetary living, etc., he should be the role model of an entire generation. Elon Musk is a con artist. And when I sent that infamous tweet, how long till Elon Musk gets the guillotine, I was referring to how people of his stature were dealt with in the French Revolution, where it was seen by the working classes and regular groups of people that the rich and the elites and the monarchy were basically benefiting off of them and the response was guillotines and i fixate on this tweet because elon musk did respond to it and it's something that has come back into a lot of things he said when he's talked about criticisms of socialism he's saying oh these people don't even have guillotines they're posers so i live in his head rent free i'm very aware of that but people are still very much adoring elon musk and they think that he's in good faith, going to do really good things for Twitter as a platform. Saying things like, Twitter is important for free speech and Elon Musk's buying it is a win for this critical right. Most billionaires buy yachts and on farmland or whatever. Elon Musk puts his money towards helping humanity and is greatly appreciated, excited for the positive changes. Note that this is a writer for Clean Technica, which is one of the... Basically, anytime Tesla sneezes, they write an article about how good it is or how genius Elon Musk is. So you do truly have a lot of people who are biased in this regard. 
And I promise you I'll get to why I don't like Elon Musk in a moment, but maybe even going, Dan, do you hate free speech? Are you against free speech? And first of all, we have to be on the same page about freedom of speech, not meaning freedom from consequences. And that in the law, this translates to you can't lie and yell fire in a crowded theater or a place like that. And in practice, it means that if you're a public figure or celebrity who uses their influence to be wrong or hurtful towards other people, you're up to criticism and you don't get to cry cancel culture because nothing's actually happening to your career long term. Hate speech is used to incite violence, also known as stochastic terrorism, and that does not count as free speech. And will people claim to be free speech absolutists because, quote, the best way to attack bad speech is good speech? That's something you hear that's thrown around all the time in some form or another. They're either severely naive or purposely giving cover for a rapidly growing, violent, and bigoted part of the population. A colleague of mine put it best recently. Lies are easier to spread online than the truth. It is easier to make a lie go viral because it's bombastic, it's sensational, it plays into people's fears and things they already want to believe anyways, but it's already being framed as the truth. They'll accept that. Whereas the truth, you have to do work, you have to do digging, you have to do verification. And a lot of times, uh, people can't handle the truth. And a lot of times, the truth doesn't lead you to the place that like people with a bias want it to. But it's important to have that there. And Elon Musk absolutely, for a fact, does not care about the truth. In fact, he, like a lot of other people who cry free speech all the time, or say that free speech is always being under attack, largely from the Republican side of things. They're the ones who are constantly trying to bend reality and force us to live in it. And by the way, do Republicans care about free speech? Absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. They're banning books. Historians know about the world in better detail now than they did 20 years ago, and now they're writing about those things in literature and in history books. But Republicans are afraid that white kids will start to feel guilty about American history in school. When, I don't know, like, I... Maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't, but, like, as a black person going to American schools, knowing things are happening um, not just to black people, but to other cultures, like... I didn't feel great about that either, being done in a country that I'm supposedly paying, or like, was going to grow up to pay taxes in, or one that I was strongly encouraged to say the Pledge of Allegiance for to a flag every single day to represent that country that had done all those things. So the idea that it's only making white kids guilty or whatever is ridiculous. An idea that it's guilt as opposed to recognizing the heaviness of a situation so that you don't repeat those same mistakes or support politicians who are willing to make those same mistakes that is what Republicans are trying to do. It's mind control, in a way. So, of course, they don't care about free speech. They don't care about, oh, let the good ideas debate the bad. They don't want the unapproved ideas to even get there. And you'll see that Elon Musk is very similar as well. I'm going to show you that very shortly. But just while I'm here, Republicans are literally banning books, like math books now, because they talk about the reality of income inequality. Like... They're banning math because it talks about racism too much. It's wild. So when I see right-wingers who support Musk's buyout, 
Especially when you see how Republican misinformation dominates Facebook after they cower to a Republican free speech lie. I start to worry that Twitter is going to gradually become yet another tool for propaganda for the rich and powerful. And so I'm alluding to the fact that Elon Musk, much like the Republican Party, likes to live in a world and a web of his own realities and his own lies. So here's three of them. Number one, a lot of people think that Elon Musk founded PayPal and Tesla, but he wasn't the founder of either of them. He started X.com. It was an online payment platform that was a smaller competitor to another company called Confinity, which had a program called PayPal. Confinity and X.com merged and then became PayPal because that was the name of the popular brand. And Elon Musk literally wanted it written into the contract that he could say he was the founder of PayPal, even though he really just came on for the merger. He continued doing this so much that he got into a pointless lawsuit with the Tesla founders. Elon Musk was an early investor in Tesla, but when Tesla's former CEOs left, he became the current CEO. He then started calling himself a founder of Tesla, which made the actual founders really upset. They got into a lawsuit, but the end result is that both the former CEOs, the actual founders, and Elon Musk, the guy who settled in order to call himself a founder, can call themselves founders of Tesla. Number two, when faced with repeated allegations of mistreatment of his workers, Elon Musk essentially denies them through his companies, most publicly through Tesla. It was reported back in 2018 that in order to meet quotas, Tesla employees were working overtime, given Red Bull, and forced to walk through raw sewage in order to make sure they could ship their semi-affordable electric sedan faster. When I brought this up in a tweet thread with Elon Musk, he essentially just brushed it off as, yeah, they were working hard, but eventually they met their quotas and it was all turned out cool. Also disturbing is a lawsuit that Tesla is currently facing from a number of former black employees alleging systemic and constant racism at the Tesla factory in Fremont. Apparently, one black worker heard racial slurs as often as 50 to 100 times a day. There are parts of the factory that are apparently referred to as the slave ship or the plantation because that's where a lot of the black employees worked. It was a mess, and Elon Musk's response to it was to basically say that this three-year investigation was, you know, just really quickly done and not thorough. And number three, he has repeatedly shown that he is willing to lie to the public and shareholders about his personal wealth and his ability to use it. The most notable example is the SEC's 2018 charges that Elon Musk had to once again settle for because he tweeted funding secured when he was trying to take Tesla private when it ultimately didn't work. But a new filing that broke out just last week from a judge basically shows that Elon's tweets after a little over two weeks of fighting and fanfare, we now know that Elon Musk will most likely successfully be the new owner of twitter.com um and so there's a lot of news around here there's a lot to go into but yes he is successfully going to be able to purchase the company for 44 billion dollars that's 54.20 a share and it began three weeks ago with elon musk taking passive investment in the company it's now um escalated the poison pill strategy that twitter was going to try to do to make their stocks or make their shares less palatable for elon musk to take end up not working and the shareholders of twitter basically made the decision look uh twitter has not been performing as well on the public market as we thought it would when it first had its ipo however long ago and so as a result we are going to go ahead and go private 
And that's going to have a lot of ramifications for the company. A lot of people who work at Twitter are paid in stock. So, and so those employees won't be paid when uh, this deal goes through and Twitter goes private. So that is confusing a lot of employees right now. You're probably going to see a lot of employees leaving, not because of just their uh, financial situation changing in this, but also you're seeing the fact that <clears throat> people don't really trust Elon Musk when he says that he's going to be making Twitter a better place. And I think there's a good reason not to do that. One of the first things Elon Musk posted to Twitter in the wake of this announcement <clears throat> was that free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. I also want to make Twitter better than any, but ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating spam bots and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. Elon Musk has a pattern specifically of over-promising and under-delivering. And we're going to go through that in a second. But, of course, a lot of people are going to hear that I'm even being slightly critical of their god-king Elon Musk, and they'll go, listen, why are you doing this? Elon Musk is such a great person. A lot of people really adore Elon Musk. In fact, there's an example here that I want to pull up just to make the point. There's one person here who says that the Elon Musk hate is so weird to me. He is the greatest entrepreneur of our lifetime, and he is attempting to solve the world's most challenging problems, climate change, multi-planetary living, etc. He should be the role model of an entire generation. Elon Musk is a con artist, and when I sent that infamous tweet, how long till Elon Musk gets the guillotine, I was referring to how people of his stature were dealt with in the French Revolution, where it was seen by the working classes and regular groups of people that the rich and the elites and the monarchy were basically benefiting off of them. And the response was guillotines. And I fixate on this tweet because Elon Musk did respond to it. And it's something that has come back into a lot of things he said when he's talked about criticisms of socialism. He's saying, oh, these people don't even have guillotines, they're posers. So... I live in his head rent-free. I'm very aware of that. But people are still very much adoring Elon Musk, and they think that he's, in good faith, going to do really good things for Twitter as a platform. Saying things like, Twitter is important for free speech, and Elon Musk's buying it is a win for this critical right. Most billionaires buy yachts and on farmland or whatever. Elon Musk puts his money towards helping humanity, and it's greatly appreciated, excited for the positive changes. Note that this is a writer for Clean Technica, which is one of the... Basically, anytime Tesla sneezes, they write an article about how good it is or how genius Elon Musk is. So you do truly have a lot of people who are biased in this regard. And I promise you I'll get to why I don't like Elon Musk in a moment. But maybe even going, Dan, do you hate free speech? Are you against free speech? And first of all, we have to be on the same page about freedom of speech not meaning freedom from consequences. And that in the law, this translates to you can't lie and yell fire in a crowded theater or a place like that taking tesla private were just simply plain out false so now that shareholders are suing elon musk for the fact that the stock price fell during that time the judges ruled that elon musk knowingly made false statements about his ability to take the company private because he's also shown that he likes to do market manipulation because he knows he has that ability to do so you've seen what he's done with crypto in different cases where he 
promotes one type of cryptocurrency and then it goes up and then decides to not promote it and it goes back down. He knows that he is able to put his thumb on the scales of economics. So I want to go back to this tweet, the one that says that Elon Musk hate is so weird to me. He's the greatest entrepreneur of our lifetime and he is attempting to solve the world's most challenging problems. He should be the role model of our entire generation. He lives in a fantasy world. He denies when racism is happening under his watch. What he is doing to solve climate change is arguable considering how inaccessible most of these cars are to people. And even his charitable efforts have been vastly overblown. This tweet from Joshua Potash just does a really good job of it. One example that really summarizes Elon Musk is when he said he'd fix all the lead pipes in Flint and just donated water filters to 12 schools instead. He made the promise in 2018 when he was worth almost $30 billion and paid $0 in income taxes. The filters ended up costing his foundation less than a million dollars while the people of Flint continued to drink poison water. And they didn't actually go in until 2022 after needing to be reconfigured because they weren't even working properly at first. Don't get me wrong, glad the schools have these filters, but they cost him nothing and his grandiosity misled folks in need. And that's the point. Elon Musk does a lot of over-promising and under-delivering, as I've already said. He's done it with his companies. He's done it with his own representation of himself. And it's not just there, because most recently, Elon Musk said that he was going to donate these uh, Starlink internet terminals in Ukraine so that Ukrainians could still have access to the internet while the Russian invasion is going on. And the system has actually been really impervious to Russian uh, attempts to take it down. And in practice, it means that if you're a public figure or celebrity who uses their influence to be wrong or hurtful towards other people, you're up to criticism and you don't get to cry cancel culture because nothing's actually happening to your career long term. Hate speech is used to incite violence, also known as stochastic terrorism, and that does not count as free speech. And will people claim to be free speech absolutists because... Quote, the best way to attack bad speech is good speech. That's something you hear that's thrown around all the time in some form or another. They're either severely naive or purposely giving cover for a rapidly growing, violent, and bigoted part of the population. A colleague of mine put it best recently. Lies are easier to spread online than the truth. It is easier to make a lie go viral because it's bombastic, it's sensational, it plays into people's fears and things they already want to believe anyways, but it's already being framed as the truth. They'll accept that. Whereas the truth, you have to do work, you have to do digging, you have to do verification. And a lot of times, uh, people can't handle the truth. And a lot of times, the truth doesn't lead you to the place that like people with a bias want it to. But it's important to have that there. And Elon Musk absolutely, for a fact, does not care about the truth. In fact, he, like a lot of other people who cry free speech all the time, or say that free speech is always being under attack, largely from the Republican side of things, they're the ones who are constantly trying to bend reality and force us to live in it. And by the way, do Republicans care about free speech? Absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. They're banning books. Historians know about the world in better detail now than they did 20 years ago. And now they're writing about those things in literature and in history books. But Republicans are afraid that white kids will start to feel guilty about American history in school. When, I don't know, like, I 
maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't. But like as a black person going to American schools, knowing things are happening, um, not just to black people, but to other cultures, like I didn't feel great about that either being done in a country that I'm supposedly paying or like was going to grow up to pay taxes in or one that I was strongly encouraged to say the Pledge of Allegiance for to a flag every single day to represent that country that had done all those things. So the idea that it's only making white kids guilty or whatever is ridiculous. An idea that it's guilt as opposed to recognizing the heaviness of a situation so that you don't repeat those same mistakes or support politicians who are willing to make those same mistakes. That is what Republicans are trying to do. It's mind control in a way. So, of course, they don't care about free speech. They don't care about, oh, let the good ideas debate the bad. They don't want the unapproved ideas to even get there. And you'll see that Elon Musk is very similar as well. I'm going to show you that very shortly. But just while I'm here, Republicans are literally banning books, like math books now, because they talk about the reality of income inequality. Like, they're banning math because it talks about racism too much. It's wild. So when I see right-wingers who support Musk's buyout, especially when you see how Republican misinformation dominates Facebook after they cower to a Republican free speech lie, I start to worry that Twitter is going to gradually become yet another tool for propaganda for the rich and powerful. And so I've been alluding to the fact that Elon Musk, much like the Republican Party, likes to live in a world and a web of his own realities and his own lies. So... Here's three of them. Number one, a lot of people think that Elon Musk founded PayPal and Tesla, but he wasn't the founder of either of them. He started X.com. It was an online payment platform that was a smaller competitor to another company called Confinity, which had a program called PayPal. Confinity and X.com merged and then became PayPal because that was the name of the popular brand. And Elon Musk literally wanted it written into the contract that he could say he was the founder of PayPal, even though he really just came on for the merger. He continued doing this so much that he got into a pointless lawsuit with the Tesla founders. Elon Musk was an early investor in Tesla, but when Tesla's former CEOs left, he became the current CEO. He then started calling himself a founder of Tesla, which made the actual founders really upset. They got into a lawsuit, but the end result is that both the former CEOs, the actual founders, and Elon Musk, the guy who settled in order to call himself a founder, can call themselves founders of Tesla. Number two, when faced with repeated allegations of mistreatment of his workers, Elon Musk essentially denies them through his companies, most publicly through Tesla. It was reported back in 2018 that in order to meet quotas, Tesla employees were working overtime, given Red Bull, and forced to walk through raw sewage in order to make sure they could ship their semi-affordable electric sedan faster. When I brought this up in a tweet thread with Elon Musk, he essentially just brushed it off as, yeah, they were working hard, but eventually they met their quotas and it was all turned out cool. Also disturbing is a lawsuit that Tesla is currently facing from a number of former black employees alleging systemic and constant racism at the Tesla factory in Fremont. Apparently, one black worker heard racial slurs as often as 50 to 100 times a day. There are parts of the factory that are apparently referred to as the slave ship or the plantation because that's where a lot of the black employees worked. It was a mess, and Elon Musk's response to it was to basically say that this three-year investigation was, you know, just really quickly done and not thorough. And number three, he has repeatedly shown that he is willing to lie to the public and shareholders about his personal wealth and his ability to use it. 
The most notable example is the SEC's 2018 charges that Elon Musk had to once again settle for because he tweeted funding secured when he was trying to take Tesla private when it ultimately didn't work. But a new filing that broke out just last week from a judge basically shows that Elon's tweets about taking Tesla private were just simply plain out false. So now that shareholders are suing Elon Musk for the fact that the stock price fell during that time, the judges ruled that Elon Musk knowingly made false statements about his ability to take the company private because he's also shown that he likes to do market manipulation because he knows he has that ability to do so. You've seen what he's done with crypto in different cases where he promotes one type of cryptocurrency and then it goes up and then decides to not promote it and it goes back down. He knows that he is able to put his thumb on the scales of economics. So I want to go back to this tweet, the one that says that Elon Musk hate is so weird to me. He's the greatest entrepreneur of our lifetime and he is attempting to solve the world's most challenging problems. He should be the role model of our entire generation. He lives in a fantasy world. He denies when racism is happening under his watch. What he is doing to solve climate change is arguable considering how inaccessible most of these cars are to people and even his charitable efforts have been vastly overblown this tweet from joshua potash just does a really good job of it one example that really summarizes elon musk is when he said he'd fix all the lead pipes in flint and just donated water filters to 12 schools instead he made the promise in 2018 when he was worth almost 30 billion dollars and paid zero dollars in income taxes the filters ended up costing his foundation less than a million dollars while the people of Flint continued to drink poison water. And they didn't actually go in until 2022, after needing to be reconfigured because they weren't even working properly at first. Don't get me wrong, glad the schools have these filters, but they cost him nothing, and his grandiosity misled folks in need. And that's the point. Elon Musk does a lot of over-promising and under-delivering, as I've already said. He's done it with his companies, He's done it with his own representation of himself. And it's not just there, because most recently, Elon Musk said that he was going to donate these uh, Starlink internet terminals in Ukraine so that Ukrainians could still have access to the internet while the Russian invasion is going on. And the system has actually been really impervious to Russian uh, attempts to take it down through cyber attacks and hacking. But it turns out that Elon Musk said he was just going to be donating these things to the good, out of the goodness of his heart. But USAID, so the U.S. government, paid $3 million for these supposed donated Starlink terminals to reach the satellites. This is yet another billionaire who gets off on power, attention, and money. You become a billionaire, someone who has a billion dollars and continues to accumulate billions and billions and billions more. You get that through relentless exploitation in the system. That's just an undeniable fact. Anyone who worships Elon Musk just wishes they could exploit others just like he does. These are pathetic people who need lives and maybe wives. through cyber attacks and hacking but it turns out that elon musk said he was just going to be donating these things to the good out of the goodness of his heart but usaid so the u.s government paid three million dollars 
for these supposed donated Starlink terminals to reach the satellites. This is yet another billionaire who gets off on power, attention, and money. You become a billionaire, someone who has a billion dollars and continues to accumulate billions and billions and billions more, you get that through relentless exploitation in the system. That's just an undeniable fact. Anyone who worships Elon Musk just wishes they could exploit others just like he does. These are pathetic people who need lives and maybe wives.